I'm Chanel Shaw. And I'm Katie Persia McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. This week on Ave Spotlight, we are visiting with Sarah Kroger, a recording artist and musician based in Nashville, Tennessee, about what it's like to write and pray with music and how we can all worship with music during this Lenten season. Sarah, thanks for joining us on Ave Spotlight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're all spread out across the country. So I'm down south, Chanel's up north, you're in between the two of us, and it's freezing everywhere. Uh, I think... I don't know. Yeah. There's probably a lesson in that, but tell us uh, who you are and where you are. And maybe like if I bumped <laughs> into you in an elevator, you know, you wouldn't start singing to me, I'm sure. But like you would tell me what you do. So tell us a Sadly, little bit about no. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the elevator pitch. Um, I'm, my name is Sarah Kroger. I am a worship leader and artist songwriter. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and currently stuck inside snowed in, <laughs> but that's, that's all I would give you right now. <laughs> if I was in an elevator with you, I'd be like, how am I in this elevator? Because it's, it's icy here. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's who I am. How'd you get into worship leading? Where, what was the kind of the advent of that in your life? That's a great question. Um, I had parents who were both involved in music ministry growing up. So we were always at church, always, always, always at church. Um, It felt like always involved in church choir, um, encouraged, highly encouraged to take piano lessons and voice lessons, if not forced. Um, And I'm grateful for that now. But always, it was a very musical family growing up. And um, that was always a part of my life. But it wasn't really until I went to a youth conference when I was in high school that I really discovered contemporary worship music for the first time. And the best way I know how to describe it is it it was like, I'd never heard it before, never experienced prayer in that way before, but I knew instantly, like, this is a language that I want to communicate. This is something that's strangely familiar to me. And it felt like it was meant for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so from that point on, worship became the way that I prayed. It became the, the language through which I communicated with God Um, and after that point is when I really started leading worship at my church and cantering at mass and, uh, trying to volunteer through music. And the Lord just kind of led me to worship leading in that way. Uh, sometimes gently, sometimes not so gently (laughs) inviting me to walk through different doors and opportunities and to say yes to different things. And so it's been quite the journey. Um, and one that I never would have thought that I would have taken when I was in high school for sure, but that's where I am today. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that is so awesome. I um I was actually listening to your most recent album in the Aww. car the other day with my there it is. Um with <laughs> some of my with some of my friends and you are you are it. Um so Sweet. earlier you were talking about praying with music. Um yeah. my me myself, you know, if you bump some Kirk Franklin or oh, yeah. your latest album, I can pray with it, you know, I'll get down on my knees mm. um in the middle of the sidewalk. So <laughs> Um, so you talked about praying with music. How do you do that? I know that there are some people that are like, you know, I don't really know. I feel like when I'm listening, I'm distracted by words. I can't really get myself in that space. Mm. How do you get yourself in that space? Yeah, that's a 
That's a good question. I've actually never been asked that before. So thanks for asking that. I think it's different for everybody though, right? I think sometimes people really connect to the music part, the melody part. It transcends, you know, just words. Sometimes people pray with the words. That's one way that I love to pray. Some That's why I love worship music is because sometimes I don't have the words to say. And worship music is like the, these prayers, you know, if we allow them to be, they can be prayers lifted up to God. So just like in our Catholic faith, like we have the Hail Mary and the Glory Be and like these prayers that are just there for our taking and for our use. I I sometimes think of worship music in that way, like, oh, I don't necessarily have to come up with the words of what I'm struggling with today. I can just pray, put on this worship song and allow them to pray for me and allow myself to be a part of that prayer. Um, So that's definitely how I use it. And the thing is too, like, as a worship leader, it doesn't mean that I have it all together. There's plenty of times where I'm leading these songs and I'm like, I don't know that I believe these words, you know, but singing them helps me to uh, feel transcended and to feel transformed. Singing truth over yourself does something internally. It's just, I don't know that that is, uh, (laughs) that there's been like a science experiment with that or like a psychological experiment with it, but I've seen it enough times to know that singing truth over myself does something to me. Um, so yeah, they're coming through with a word. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That is good. I mean, that's, that's better than singing is praying twice. Like I'm right? yeah. that version of the, of the concept. So you've written these songs Wait. and then you, you some lead them, yeah. people in singing them. Some of them. Yeah. How, what's your process? Like, like, do you just like sit down at the computer and start tapping out? Like, does it start at the keyboard? <laughs> do you and Dom it's- go on a long walk and then you come out of that conversation <laughs> with him and you're like, you know what? I have a worship song to write. You know, it, it happens in all shapes and sizes in all different ways. That has happened before money time or like after a night of just hanging out and drinking wine, we'll be like, oh, I'm inspired. You know, that definitely <laughs> happens. That's for sure. But I, my favorite way to write is co-writing. So uh, getting into a room with two other writers and sitting down and just talking about life and seeing where that takes us. Um, a lot of times I'm inspired by melody first. That's definitely more of my strong suit. I'm just hearing melody all the time. My mom used to say that I would sing like in preschool and get completely at home. Like Sarah's doing great in preschool, but she's singing all the time. I just sing all the time. Um, and still to this day do that. So I, I have melodies in my head all the time. Um, and a lot of times I'll just come into my studio, which is where I'm at right now and sit at my piano and just kind of tinker and see what comes lyrically. Um, but it's different every single time, but Mm -hmm. definitely my favorite way is to collaborate with other people. Do you have a favorite song that you've written? Oh gosh, Katie. I'm sorry. I, I, I've just, I, it's my favorite question to ask musicians. <laughs> That's such a hard question. <laughs> it's like choosing between your children. I'm sure people have said that before. Um, I, I'm going to go with one from my last album, one that is continually speaking to me through this season that we've been walking through. I call it a season because otherwise... I'll spiral into the black pit of <laughs> despair. Um, multiple seasons that we're walking through simultaneously, right? So there, this song called Unbroken Family, I wrote it with um, Ike and Dolo, Matt Marr, and Ricky Vasquez. And uh, it just, uh, it's a, one of those songs that I was a part of writing, but it feels like it transcended us. It feels like it kind of was just given to us rather than we wrote it. Um, and it feels like it, we wrote it, over two years ago, but we didn't, I didn't release it until this year. And that to me just feels like 
I mean, you can't deny God's timing in that and God's Mm -hmm. hand in that. And so I really um, am still, that's a huge part of my prayer is that song right now. So I would say Unbroken Family. Nice. Nice. We'll put a link to it down in the show notes. Thanks so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So my favorite song on your album is Pieces. Mm. I don't know if, um, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if you know it, your own song. (laughs) (laughs) Heard it. Sometimes it's like when I talk to new people, I'm like, Chanel, are you okay? Um, But I, (laughs) I love that song. It's so powerful. Yes. Um, I was listening to On the Way to Mass and it really got me in that, um, got me in that zone. Mm. So when you, have like a favorite song or a song that really speaks to you how do you what is your hope when you release it like do you have a prayer when you release music um do you have like a a word that you'd like for people to take away or do you just kind of leave it up to interpretation of whoever receives it I always I'm always curious about musicians when they release music yeah you definitely have to have a certain level of detachment, right. With Mm. your art. Um, I think that's true for any artist and that's something that I've had to learn the hard way, (laughs) you know, with my first couple of albums, it was like, Oh, I'm really invested in this one song. And then people connect with like two other songs on the album or something, you Mm. know what I mean? Like they don't even recognize the song that you're like, this really deeply impacted me, but that's just the way that it is with art. Right. And like different people's preferences and what they connect to. And, Uh, it could be a timing issue. It could be any number of things. And so you just kind of have to let that go and just make art for the sake of making it. Um, Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that's what it is for me. Like I write these songs because I need to sing these songs in my life. Mm -hmm. I write these songs because I want to sing them um, and because they're my prayer. And so my hope is that what overflows from that is that people can encounter the Lord through these songs that they can use them. Like you said, like on your way to mass, like in your prayer life, like that was my goal this entire time and has been, um, the fact is like, I'm releasing music so that people can use it to connect with God. If I didn't want to do that, then I would just keep these songs to myself, you know? Um, so it's really all about leading people hopefully to an encounter with his heart. There's, there's definitely a detachment in that creativity that's, you know, it's, it's, you're releasing it into the world. You hope people love it. You hope people don't like call you with hate mail uh, to say like, this was heretical or this distracted me. Um, What do you have any, I don't know, we're at the beginning of Lent. So maybe somebody wants to try a new way to pray and music can be part of that. Uh, Do you have any recommendations on how somebody can start? Is it just a matter of making a playlist and turning it on in the living room? Like what, what would be your recommendation on how to start? Totally. That could be a really easy way to do it. Spotify makes it so easy these days. There's so many playlists on there, even worship related. There's like Mm -hmm. instrumental worship and, uh, and Hillsong has tons of instrumental worship albums. If you don't want words, or you can just go on there and click, like there's a worship now playlist. There's, uh, like new Friday Christian. There's like all different kinds of playlists on there. Um, so I would just suggest putting that on in your background, even if it's just having it on in your background while you're working during mm-hmm. the day. You know, I remember like growing up walking into doctor's offices and they would always just have the radio on, mm-hmm. you know? So like, maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's just creating an environment of prayer wherever you work. Um, and where, wherever you are, maybe it's, uh, on your drive into work during the day, like putting on worship music, your drive to mass, putting on worship music, you know, whatever it is, filling your day with beauty that leads you to the heart of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's an easy way to do it. I love that. 
Well, Chanel is going to ask our final question. I think it's, it's our favorite thing to ask people. So get ready. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm itching for it. So, um, <laughs> okay. So at the end of every show, we ask, um, our special guest, what their hope for the week is. So mm-hmm. something you're looking forward to something you're encouraged by in this upcoming week. Um, if you need some time, I can go first or you can go first if you are like ready to go. Oh, um, everyone gets got, to answer, huh? Oh yeah. Yes. We'll get to and you got, if you got your hopes already stored in your heart, you are more than welcome to go first. Um, otherwise I can give you a couple seconds. I think you. you should go first. Okay. <laughs> there we go. It. Okay. I got my hopes. I'm, okay. I'm ready every week. Okay. Right. So something I'm looking forward to, um, I've just started to learn how to braid my own hair. Oh I'm my 27. Gosh. I know. I feel like I'm in a, like, um, like a, I'm in a, a support group. So I just, <laughs> I just started learning how to braid my own hair. I got to be honest, the left side always looks insane um, <laughs> compared to the right side. So um, my hope is, is that I can like do my own hair more um, and then hopefully become like a fantastic hair braider and just look really great. Cause right now it looks amazing in the front, but the back is, I told my roommates not to tell me. So I love um, it. hope is that I could just keep learning. So very practical hope. So okay. uh, good one. that's hilarious. I love yes. it. Thank you so much. I'm very proud of myself. So that's good. Yes. How about you? All right. My hope is pretty simple this week. I, I, I know that we're going to be snowed in this week, potentially. Um, and so I am expectant for some surprises from God in a good way, like, Mm. um, that somehow God surprises us this week, because (laughs) to be honest with you, um, with this whole pandemic and being stuck at home, it's felt very claustrophobic and like the walls are closing in in some way. And so being snowed in has just been like a little bit, (laughs) a little bit intense on top of that, like a little anxiety inducing. Um, and I know that we'll be able to get out eventually, you know, but just like, I hope that this week brings some unexpected surprises in whatever way God wants to show up. That's my hope. That's a good one. Um, mine's similar. Mine's similar. So we're snowed in down here in Louisiana and like, we don't know how to handle this like at all. Like nobody should be driving. And I like literally have been texting my dad. Should we be running the water so that the pipes don't explode? Like, like he's like, yeah, we've done this a handful of times, but what I can't get over is that my daughter was born. So Claire was born in between two major hurricanes. And within the oh first gosh. five months of her life, now we have a snowmageddon. It's just like the weirdest. So I'm hopeful that, um, things just like chill out and like normalize like <laughs> weather wise and you know gigantic life events pandemics uh, oh hurricanes I, my real hope my my real like practical hope is that we are starting to see some normalcy again uh, my yeah. daughter's school is moving into all of their temporary buildings to, so that they can finally do demo on the old school and get that wow. back up and so it's like I'm excited for all the kids to be on one campus the mm. drop-off line should be normal now they'll be in like the the one spot that they're going to be for the next couple of years so I'm, I'm hopeful that all those kids are are good as they make the transitions <laughs> so Sarah where help. can we where can we follow you where can we find your work and your music yeah, uh, I think the easiest way is to just go to sarahkroger.com, Sarah with an H, Kroger like the grocery store, and um, just go there and all my socials, all my store albums, all that kind of stuff is linked from there. So yeah, awesome. that's the easiest way. We'll put that in the show notes. Thanks for joining us and stay Thanks, warm. guys. This was <laughs> super fun. So much. 
Thanks so much for listening to Ave Spotlight. We're always grateful to hear from our listeners, so we'd love it if you'd give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, even Spotify. Share the show. You can find all of our previous episodes there as well. And also visit AveMariaPress.com to find Ave Spotlight information, Ave Explorers information, and excellent Catholic books that we are creating just for you. Of course, Ave Spotlight is part of Spoke Street Media. You can find other excellent podcasts as well as their 40-day Lenten podcast challenge. So a new podcast for every day of Lent over on Spokestreet.com. You can find our other podcast, Ave Explores, there, as well as some other great shows, Catholic Games, The Messy Family Podcast, OSV Talks, Irish Sports Saturdays, all sorts of incredible things there on their website. We'd love it if you'd give us a rating and review, like we said. We'd love it if you'd go follow Ave Maria Press on... Instagram at Ave Maria Press, Facebook and Twitter as well. We've got lots of social media content that we are creating for you over there as well. As always, we hope that you have a hope-filled week, that you stay warm wherever you happen to be in the world, and that you come back next week for another excellent episode of Ave Spotlight. <laughs>